0: After the betrayal of Egg, partially revealing his plans and murdering his own son, Oriel, the party was taken to safety by the dissenting Ethereals and empowered to stand against their father. Now, having been given a mission to take the heart of the Void to the one place where it can be used, the crown of Egadon, the great mountain in the middle of the fell. The party finds themselves in a desolate mainstay. As they walk the grounds of the university and leave its campus, the city that stretches out behind and before them has been sacked, left to burn and to crumble by the few inhabitants that still remain trying to eke out a life there in the rubble. As in the far distance, the horizon burns. Not only with the sunset, but with the fires and the smoke and ash of war.
1: Vel, do we want to make a plan?
0: Whatever it is, Cad says, I think it would be best if we, and he just cocks his head toward Larian, weren't a part of it. We'll do nothing but hinder you now. We have been stripped of any ability to greatly help you, though I'm sure we could help you in other ways. In both Lyrian's travels and mine, separate from you all, we've made connections. Allies within Agadon. We've gathered favors and good deeds. Surprising as that may be. However, now we stand on the precipice of something dire. The world's gone to shit, it seems. But perhaps there's still a good soul out there that owes us a thing or two. If Larian will accompany me, and you can take your own path, I care not. But I propose that we then move amongst these mortal armies. Do our best to sway them, turn them against our truest foe, Egg and his host, in whatever form that takes.
2: I mean, it sounds like a plan to me. Perhaps we can find these Crayley as well.
0: That would be of some benefit to you all, I imagine.
1: Whatever you can do, do it.
0: Then I won't waste time on goodbyes. And he'll walk down the street.
1: As he leaves, Val says, Goodbye, Katagas.
0: He doesn't turn around.
1: (laughs) (laughs) As sour as ever.
2: Don't worry, Val. He appreciates it. (laughs) And Lyrian will look at all you, nod, and be on his way.
3: As Lyrian's turning to make his kind of final departure, Rolander just catches his shoulder. Lyrian, I know it is... Well, it was your desire at one point to return back to the old world. If it is possible, when we ultimately reach our destination, would you like to be sent back there?
2: Perhaps. We first have to get there, though.
3: Well, I guess I'll just follow my intuition, then. And... He gives him a clap on his shoulder and a nod.
2: You'll always be my friend, Rolandir. And Lyrian will turn away.
4: Mick will kind of pop his head, um, uh, you know, behind the group and will say, "Till we meet again, Lyrian and Cad, Toodaloo."
3: After Cad and Lyrian leave the group, Rolandir turns back around to the group and kind of stares at the distant point on the horizon, which indicates the crown of Egadon, very far off in the distance. Well, regardless of how we choose to get there, it's going to be a hell of a journey.
0: Yes, uh, keep that in uh, one moment, and Luna just kind of looks between the lot of you and then Val and then over to Cad and then back to
3: Val. I'll be right, and then she sprints off after Cad. I'll admit, the one plan that I had actually kind of relied on her, so I'll wait till she gets back. (laughs) 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 Amazing. As you watch Luna
0: catch up to Lirian and Cad cad turns to face her and they seem to be just talking
5: while they're doing that Vamak will turn to the rest of the group
6: this journey will be much more difficult without the use of intent I suggest before we depart we search for any weapons for those of us who are unarmed yet and we try to find supplies
4: and I suggest as we do that we be discreet we don't want to make our presence known if we can help it
3: Well, and Rolander just kind of looks at the group where both Vamok and Val are very clearly kin. I don't suppose we can do much to uh, hide the presence of two kin among our group, which will obviously draw attention from the locals, but I agree, be as discreet as possible.
4: Mick will kind of interrupt that and will say, Nonsense! And Mick, mind you, still has her satchel. And those old <laughs> disguises.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
5: The mock getting flashbacks to the last time Mick uh, got this Shut idea <laughs> looks over and he says,
6: do not touch me with that. I do not think it will be necessary. And while we are on the subject, it would be good for all of us to be on the same page. As we journey, we are sure to meet those who are either less fortunate or less capable than ourselves. I do not suggest complete abandonment of these unfortunate souls, but we do not have the time or the capacity to aid every helpless soul that has been affected by this war. So, we must be prepared to harden our hearts and push forward
4: Mick as Vamok says this, will put the disguises back in her satchel. And we'll say, hmm, back to your old self, are we, Vamok? I think the best thing we can do for them is complete our mission.
0: Kind of out of the corner of Val's eye, as he's saying this, you see Cad and Luna and Lyrian. Lyrian seems to have taken a stroll elsewhere and is kicking stones down the street. And you see Cad extend a hand kind of warily to Luna. And then Luna will just embrace him and he'll give her a, like, reluctant pat on the back, returning the hug, and then she'll let him go and start jogging back to you all. Yeah, Luna does reach the group again and says, Sorry, I'm, yeah,
3: please, please. No, no, it is completely understandable.
1: What was your idea for a plan then, Rolandir?
3: Well, to be honest, it was a bit of a long shot, but the only way that I can see, aside from procuring horses or some other means of faster transportation to get to the crown of Egadon is by reaching back out to our drake friend. It's been some time, but eh, desperate, desperate times. And he looks to Luna, he says, seeing as we contacted him with intent last time, I figured it'd be safest if you were to attempt it. Although I am obviously open to any ideas. This is a very open-ended problem here.
0: Are we quite certain we know where his allegiances lie now, that battle lines have been drawn across the world?
3: No.
1: But we are friends.
3: Perhaps. And Rolander nods. I-, I vote that it's worth a shot.
0: I do not know what the word of some elder beast means, but I'd hope it meant something. If you all want me to do this, I will. I'll try to summon Natsuniro. Well, perhaps we should
1: wait until we at least a little ways out of the ruins of Mainstay.
0: Right, I'm sure Drake would make this place much worse than it currently is. I'm sorry.
3: (laughs) Should
1: we look for supplies, then?
3: Yes, let's make our way out, gather what we can, and then once we're without the city gates, we can try to reach out. Alright. And Rolandir will, he will take the lead in going out, whatever best way he can think to remember, out of the city from the university, and along the way trying to forage for Supplies, equipment, uh, he has his sword, but, you know, anything that could be pr- uh, potentially helpful.
0: Anyone who wants to look for supplies on your way out of the city can choose to roll either Perception or Investigation. Sweet. What?
1: Investigation, please. <laughs>
3: the first roll of Christmas. <laughs> I hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Mark got a Calc 20 Perception. Uh, Rolandier also got a calc 20 for perception.
2: Well, Brynjör got a 19 for investigation.
4: Mick got a 17 for investigation. <laughs> has a 29 investigation.
0: As you're moving along throughout the ruined streets of Mainstay, you're met with suspicious glances and hurried stares as the people who are still here inhabiting the city, which seems to be a great deal of them, do their very best to give you a wide berth. Most of them are humans, though you do see pockets of kin. uh, Unclear if they're deserters or what have you. But regardless, you make your way through the city almost entirely unopposed. Each one of you, in working your way through different houses and down the different tiers of the city, are able to scrounge up a hearty supply of road rations, water, ...and anything else that you might need to outfit yourselves for the journey ahead. That includes any lacking weapons or armor.
1: Great! Is there any chance of us finding horses in the city?
0: It really doesn't look so. Okay. Not within the city, at least. Having worked your way through the city down and down until you reach the main gatehouse that has just been blown to pieces... You go outside to the outskirts of Mainstay, these little vestiges of the city that are still beyond its walls that have been all but flattened. Only tents and ramshackle shelters remain that seem to be packed, honestly, with refugees
3: that still afford you a very wide berth.
1: How how far do we want to go before we try to contact Natsuniro?
3: Looking back at the city walls behind them and just kind of the shambles of villages and path before them, Melender says, I figure now's as good a time as any.
1: He will need a place to land.
3: Perhaps a bit further then. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of remembering that he is a very large drake.
0: As you keep going further and further, you see that there's a bit of a crowd kind of paying attention to you, not following you per se, but just kind of gathering at the outskirts of this refugee City that has been erected outside of Mainstay and as you move beyond its borders you see them all kind of stopping at the edges there and Luna turning to you all. This is probably as good a place as any a ways beyond the borders and if you don't mind an audience.
1: I don't know that there's anything we can do about it.
0: Let's get to it then. She sighs and closes her eyes and then just reaches out a hand slowly above her her fingers twitching and then curling into a fist and then She opens her eyes and looks around and... Well, I told him where we were, I think.
1: Did he respond?
0: No. But he didn't last time either, he just showed up.
1: How long did it take last time, I don't remember.
0: It wasn't very... And cutting off Luna is this kind of gale wind that sweeps across her and you all's blowing hair and what and everything as it whips up into the cyclone that moves a ways down the road and you see rocks and sticks and like roots from long dead trees being ripped out from the depths of the earth and forming into this creature that then solidifies into this form of a drake that you've seen in the past. This patchwork thing of nature. And it Kind of shakes its big head, its, you know, large neck jowls, like, vibrating, and you see this glowing, like, blue ember shake off from its spine and its mouth. And then with these two equally harsh blue eyes, it stares down at the lot of you. And in your minds, you feel a familiar yet invasive presence as it speaks You have
7: called upon me, once again, my friends of your... You desire something from me,
1: do not. We would like your help.
7: In what matter?
1: Transportation, primarily, but we seek a new world. So if there is something we can do for you in return...
7: Do I appear to you as a beast of burden? The spirit of the mountain. Is that what this form is manifest? Not to me. No. There is not an ass standing before you, but a creature of power and fight. Stone and twig. You would be well to remember that, friend.
1: Thou will nod.
7: So, tell me, what is it you desire? Truly, be not vague.
1: We need to reach the crown of Egedon. And there is a war between us and it, and we no longer have the use of intent.
7: I am not permitted to those slopes. I am a spirit of a lesser peak. It would not entertain my presence near it. An old spirit resides there. An old spirit is that of the crown of Egedon. Older than you. Older than your patron gods. Older than the roots that stretch beneath them. Their
3: paltry efforts to conceal the world. Will you help us to set it free, then?
0: and Gives another shake of his head. Perhaps. Though you have proven
7: yourselves... At least in my eyes, more of a danger to the natural world than a help.
1: Is there counsel you would give us on that front?
7: Depends. Do Do I speak as a friend? Shall I counsel as a friend? Please. Then I will give you counsel true. Take your blades, and fall upon them. For without you in this world, it could only prosper. But before doing so, take this message and spread it to all your kind that yet plague it, and instruct them to do the same. And should they not possess blades, then tell them to find the heights from which to throw themselves from, Or the depths in which to drown themselves in.
1: You do not have to help us, a friend is always able to say no. I for one appreciate your counsel and your wisdom, I understand it. Though I do not agree.
7: Friends perhaps share opinions. I dare say we are not friends. And I do not share opinions. You cannot disagree with a fact of nature.
1: Are we not a part of nature to some degree?
7: No, you are not.
1: Very well then.
7: You and your ilk
0: stem from the one that has wrought this. And he spreads his wings and you see that they're in tatters, that they're ripped and singed. And it's almost like an echo of the horizon that is just embroiled in flame and death. And then he folds his wings back to his body
3: and gives another shake of his head. I think we are at an understanding, then, of each other's positions. I am truly thankful for what you have done for us in the past and for what you still do and contribute and are to this world. However, it clearly pains you and the world to aid us in our journey.
7: Tell me, as much as you know, what forces move against the world, against each other upon its face? Yours, for one? What others are you aware of?
3: There's a great division among the Ethereals. There are lesser beings as well, gathering their own forces with Vale at the head of them, but I'm sure that there are additional factions groups that have formatted their own regimes, and honestly I can't imagine.
7: There are precisely two more. The first is the host that, after this conversation concludes, I will declare for. That being the world before the ethereals, The one that until now was unseen and unknown to me even. For this illusory cage has been lifted slightly. And it seeps through, clawing at their veil that they've placed upon it. The other are the forces of the Void Incarnate. Not your betrayer god and his perversion of its magics, no. But something older. The oldest thing there ever was. Seeking to reclaim, simply, what was taken from it by those who made you all and here. I will give you a chance before we depart to declare instead for the cause that I declare for. The one of natural Egedon. Before it was given that bastard name, forsake your ethereals and their gifts and join instead this coalition.
1: Is there not a means to join these two sides together?
7: One seeks to simply alter the veil that has blinded us for time untold unless we have misunderstood your purposes.
1: To be frank, I won't speak for all of my companions necessarily but I seek to remove that veil entirely but I'm not going to write everyone who exists within it out of existence. There are countless people here who have done nothing but live. They don't deserve to be winked out for that crime.
0: But to do so, you must use that. And he just moves his snout down, indicating your hand and the heart of the void clasped within it.
1: Do you have another means of rending the veil?
7: With my claws and teeth, bit by bit.
1: Can we not work together?
7: So long as your goal ends with using that infernal contraption, no.
0: Do you? kind of cocks his head almost like a dog. Do you know all
7: that it does, all that it is?
1: I don't believe so, no. Do you?
7: I do. I remember when it was made. I remember when the foundations for it were laid. And all I can say, all I am permitted to say, Is it a light upon natural evidence?
1: How would you have those of us who lack claws and teeth assist you in your efforts?
7: I believe I already made that point clear. You are no spirits of the natural world. You have no power to rend the tale. Only to weaken weaken it with with your your own device.
1: Then it does not seem we can be reconciled.
7: That is unfortunate. You will persist then to declare for your ethereals and your own cause?
1: No, I do not think in such terms of black and white.
7: There are many shades, of course, but what we want is not the same. Understood. If we meet again, perhaps it will be as
0: follows, though. I hope not.
1: I hope the same.
0: And then Natsuniro just crumbles back into these base elements that made it until it's just a big pile of sticks and stones on the road in front of you.
1: What did our uh, audience think of that little performance?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Most of the audience has uh, departed and did depart the second a giant drake appeared outside (laughs) the city. And those that remain just like are either slack jawed or silent and move away none dare
3: approach perhaps not as helpful in the way we'd hoped but it's good to know at least that there are other forces aside from the ones that we thought we knew about I presume more dangerous and unknown but we are still alone
1: know where to go but
0: onward
3: <laughs> indeed and he's gonna turn to face the mountain
0: It is getting quite late, and later by the minute, I doubt we're a welcome sight here. Luna just gestures to Mainstay and the people that have dispersed behind you. Perhaps it'd be best if we moved along outside as far as we could and made camp.
4: Let's go. As we're walking to a safe spot, Mick is going to... And Mick's not going to be quiet about this, but will direct the question to Val. Val... Um, I'm thinking of something that Vermark said a little while ago about being on the same page. And it seems that your intentions have changed from what they once were. With the heart of the void, I mean. Changed perhaps, uh, solidified more. I, I would like
1: to speak with each of you and know what it is that you want out of this next world. We can collaborate on that, come up with a plan on how to use it.
4: I couldn't agree more.
3: Just kind of stretching a little bit as they get further and further away from these outskirts of the city, kind of presuming that, you know, it's a suitable spot to make camp for the night. Rolandir says, Well, that sounds like great campfire. Talk to me. How's this place look? Yeah,
0: as you have moved your way out of the city, it's taken a good while, basically until the sun proper is no longer in the sky, and it's just these fingers of... Lingering sunlight that still paint the horizon. It's growing darker and darker. The forests are mostly burned and what trees there are are scarce, but given some time, you would be able to gather enough to at least make a campfire and maybe a lean-to.
1: It'll have to do. I'm not going to kill Yakuta for a a hut.
0: (laughs) 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 Then the group spends upwards of another hour or so out and about in the wilderness A good ways away from Mainstay, to where it's now blocked by the hills and natural environs around you. You can no longer see it, nor can you see the horizon containing this mountain, your goal. But as night truly then comes upon you, and the first inklings of a fire begin to crackle, you have shelter,
3: and food, and warmth, for now. Well, I don't remember who said it, but I seem to remember someone mentioning that the last peaceful night we'll ever have was... Back in that cavern before the heart of the void. Well, the forces of the world are against us. Over half of the gods. But something still feels right. And Rolandir's going to instinctively reach into his satchel pocket and he's going to pull out the picture of the group that Kelnaeus had made so long ago for them. Then he looks at it and he remembers the memory, he remembers the time there, but really, not much else means it. He, instead, he really just feels pain and loss, seeing Efron and the Rotes kill the ace, and just kind of without a second thought, he tosses it into the fire.
4: I think that Mick will see this, especially because the, der- the attention was on Rolandier speaking, and we'll say, What? Rolandia, what are you doing? And we'll reach into the fire if it hasn't been consumed yet, and we'll try to retrieve the picture.
0: You'll take four points of damage, and the picture is basically half of it has burned. You can really only make out some of the torsos and legs of a few of the members of the party.
3: Rolandia sees Mick jump into the fire practically after it and pull it out. Says, <laughs> I guess if you want to keep that it's yours mick but don't you have your own
4: why well, yes i do but i don't understand these were our friends and then mick will actually pull out her copy and will show it again to Rolandir.
3: and Rolandir takes kind of a glance at it and just kind of shakes his head a little bit and he says yes they are still our friends mick but i don't know looking at this now it brings nothing but pain Anyways, sorry about that. Uh, we- we're about to have another cheery discussion. Reforming the world.
1: Indeed, yeah. What is it that um everyone would like to see?
4: Well, it seems that you have an idea of what you want this world to be. Care to share with us? Well,
1: I want to return it to what it was before Egadon, <laughs> Before Egg and all of the Ethereals got... ...involved and crafted whatever this reality is that we are currently living in. But to be honest, I don't really know what that looks like. As I said to Natsuniro, I don't want to... ...you know, shunt anyone out of existence. If we can bring all the living beings in this planet with us to the new one, that is my plan. I, I don't know exactly how, but I would like to... ...create, if I can, a more equitable, compassionate, empathetic world...
4: However, Val, wouldn't you agree that if you brought the same people here in this existence, this reality, that they would have the same dispositions that they had in this current world? Would it truly change anything?
1: Well, you see, that is where I get stuck on my own sort of ethics and morality. It is unfair of me to say that I deserve free will and others do not. If I want there to truly be agency, I have to give it to everyone.
3: And I think we were able to see, just recently even, that those same beings whom we essentially had lost trust in are able to have changes of heart. I think they merely need perspective shifts.
1: If Egg has had his hands in us from... The moment of our inception, then who is to say that if we remove him from the equation uh, that weight will be lifted off everyone the same way it was lifted off the mock
0: has it been lifted off Ver
3: that is a very good question Luna and Hollandlandir turns to the mock. the mock looks
5: wistfully into the fire
6: is there anything that I could say that would make you trust me again? The weight has been lifted. I feel that Egg is no longer influencing me. He likely has more pressing matters to attend to. And my bond with Tentamer has been reaffirmed. But I have lied in the past. I have deceived. I have betrayed. For my own gain. So, I do not know. If it will make any difference to you what I say, but for my own sake, I will tell you the truth. I have no more desire for any of my previous ambitions. I want this to be
3: over. You mentioned your memories of the island had been restored, Vamok?
6: I agree with the conclusions that I made there. Relandir, well, you may recall, that we spoke briefly about going away with the gods, therefore, we all must choose to be the gods of our own domain, of our own lives, and live it as best we can. So, when this is over, I will depart from you all, and I will seek to atone for my actions in my own way
0: Luna kind of just bites her lip and looks up for I can't say I trust you but I do believe you and I know that Kelniase died at the hand of Egg then but I'm still very angry about that and I have no one to direct it at but you and consider that even before we knew that egg was the one pulling your strings all along. I still saved you. Then Luna just kind of scrunches up her face and turns away.
1: will put a hand, like, on her back. He won't say anything, but just be present.
6: I do not ask for your forgiveness, for I am not worthy of it. You can direct all the pain, the anger, the sorrow, the suffering towards me. And I will accept it...
2: as my fate. I always knew you were a good man, Vimok.
3: I'm curious, Brynir. Now having just become Godborn as well. Where do your goals lie? How would you recreate the world?
2: With all our goals... seeming so different... I don't think I would... so much... change the world state... as it is in chaos. This would be a good time to rebuild. I believe that if we were to switch to a path where the gods walked among men, which would be tricky, we could set in place a way to limit the power that they have and let them walk among mortals too, to prove themselves to be worthy to lead them again. But, after... Our conversations with the Ethereals. I also think it's important to find a way to bind Egadon to another source of power as it gains a lot from Egg and if we get rid of Egg and his power then goes everything connected to him.
1: The reality in which we find ourselves beyond this will be entirely foreign to all of us but I, I dare say I would not wish there to be gods in it at all. Not to destroy the individuals involved, but I don't believe they should retain their titles. They have not earned them.
4: Then why limit power when you could freely give it to all? Why not, instead of making gods mortal, make mortal gods? All of them. Understand this. This resetting of the world is comparative to how it was at the beginning. And look at the outcome. The same individuals that will be transported there are doomed to make the same mistakes. I think that if there's power, it should be freely shared. But not this power that the gods have. Not this power that they proclaim and domain that they proclaim they have. There's got to be something else.
3: I believe there is a way to, at least in theory, combine the idea that you had on the island, Vamak, with essentially the wish of Natsuniro, and that is to create some entity out of the true essence of the world, the universe. Not Egadon or its binding to Egg, but something that is a physical manifestation of the power that flows through everything, that something Egg must be drawing from. And that could be this ideal image, this leader, free from guile and betrayal and selfishness. To lead others in the ways, as you're saying, Mick, in the use of this true intent, for lack of a better word. I know I'm oversimplifying something that is vastly beyond my own understanding, but... And he just kind of points to the heart of the void. Allegedly, that is something that can make even the unfathomable possible. I I I am a little hesitant, however, with what Natsunira mentioned. Perhaps side effects of this device? He was extremely against it. I don't know if there will be unknown consequences.
1: I'm certain there will be unknown consequences, but I would also remind everyone that he wanted every other living being of intelligence dead.
3: Ah, yes. Not the ideal solution, but I understand where he's coming from.
0: Well, I hope that is none of our goals here. Personally, I... If I were to be given the choice to use the heart, I... I do not believe, Mick, that power to all is the solution making all mortals gods but I agree that making gods mortals might work I'm sorry Relander but I can't get behind wanting to make anything incorruptible or otherwise to lord over me and those that I care about here therefore not only would I make the gods mortals but I think it'd be best if it were impossible For anyone to use intent as inherently as some men and most kin do Only those who devote their lives to study and practice and mastery Should be able to have the tiniest inkling of this unchecked power that lies beneath Egg and Egadon, And I too, she looks to Val, would try to make that power what it was before the Ethereals did whatever they did to it.
1: I think it's worth noting that in the world before ours, things went awry. We are here because of people who lived there. So, that wasn't perfect either, and I don't think we're going to create anything perfect. But it's not a cycle yet, so we should stop it before it starts.
3: (sighs) Well, to be honest a brain's still swimming from being in the presence of 13 ethereals and witnessing egg disintegrating one of them. You all have given each one of us a lot to think about. I need to go to bed. And he just kind of looks to everyone and just says, thank you. He's going to go and curl up beneath a little lean-to with some leaves.
1: Should we set a watch?
6: I can take the first watch.
3: mm and Rolander sits back up from there. Vamak, <laughs> 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 no, you must be even more exhausted than I am. Why don't you get some rest first? I will take first watch. <laughs> and he just kind of walks in the opposite direction from camp back kind of towards where the road is. And-, and he is going to start making rounds around the camp.
1: I think it would be best if we can to have at least two people awake at a time. I'll stay up. Uh, responding to Luna, Val will say, I will take second watch then.
0: Luna will nod and kind of jog to catch up with Verlandir at the edge of the camp.
6: Well, if I am deemed untrustworthy by the group, I shall sleep through the night. (laughs) 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 And the mock goes to the lean-to.
4: Mick will say to Val, and I will join you at that second watch. And Mick will turn on her heel and will actually go to Vamak, to where he's about to retire for the night, and will say, Vamak, will you join me over here?
5: And Vamak will get up from his prone position very well, and he'll follow Mick.
4: Mick is going to lead Vamak a little ways off where they can talk in private without being heard from everyone else. Mick will keep on looking out as he addresses Vamok, like turning away from him and will say, I didn't want to say this in front of the group, but I have some things to say to you. And Mick will turn around and look Vamok in the eyes and will say, you are a monster. You have ruined everything. You are truly the weakest of us all here from the actions that you've taken. <laughs> and that's what I would have said to you until I knew that your actions were beyond. Your own free will. I want you to know that... Although it's going to be difficult for me to get over this... For you... Unintentionally... Killing a dear friend of mine. But I understand... All those words, all that anger... All those feelings I've had in these... This last... Day... Not even that I don't want to direct them towards you. I know that that wasn't your choice. And I hope that you can see that too, that you don't blame yourself. But in the meantime, I do have a request of you. If this is truly who you are, Use your choices for good. And Mick will will kind of look towards the floor now, not looking Vamak in the eye, and we'll wipe away some tears thinking about this and rehearsing this to Vamak. And we'll kind of sit there for a second, and if Vamak doesn't respond at all, we'll briskly walk Back to camp
5: as Mick is looking down taking a moment Vamak will reach out a hand and place it on her shoulder and very softly will just say I am sorry
4: and Mick will kind of purse her lips as, as her lips start to quiver and she starts to cry more so than she was before and will nod her head a couple of times accepting that apology. And Mick will sniffle a little bit and will start to walk towards camp past Vamok.
5: Vamok will pull his fur cloak around him and he'll actually just sit down at the base of a tree let will kind of sit there and,
0: and spend some time looking up at the night sky. Then as the first watch passes into the second, into the third, and the new day dawns in Egadon, the party is able to make a meal, pack up their things, and continue their journey westward into this hellscape
2: of a world.